Well, you know, I feel like I deserved it today. You know, got a lot Long done. Day. I got a lot done, you know, got a lot done. Nice. Well, actually, I got a lot done in the past couple days, but we can talk about that more whenever we roll into that. <laughs> sure, sure. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of the Egg Sausage podcast. Uh, that over there is the Dapper Dame. My name is Gigi Nabyar, and tonight we are chatting about, well, uh, anything and everything, really. Uh, we decided to just have a more chillax podcast this evening. Uh, just kind of wanted to uh, sip some beers and just uh, just chat. Well, I'm sipping beers anyway. <laughs> Adrian <laughs> is not. <laughs> no boozing for her. Yeah, I haven't made it to the store in a while to to restock. Ooh, yeah. There was a really bad April Fool's the other day that uh, someone had posted that they were stopping liquor sales in Illinois on April 3rd. And people, of course, in Missouri are like, we're next, you know, because they're our neighbors. Mm -hmm. And uh, so everyone's like freaking out and shit. Of course, it wasn't true. And I'm just like, the power of social media. God damn you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm kind of surprised they even like put that out there. I thought like given the world situation, a lot of people would have just been like, eh, we're going to skip this April Fool's. Well, it was before today that I read this. I'm, I think what I read was someone had said there was a website where you can make like fake headlines and like post it to Facebook, which is totally fucking toxic. Like, yeah, it, it, yeah, because let's be real. I mean. People are really susceptible to stuff on social media. Uh, we've touched base on that before, but, you know, I mean, it was I, – I just shook my head as I was, like, reading the comments because I just knew it was true. I It wasn't true off the bat. Like, there's no sure. way they're going to stop liquor sales over this. It's just not going to happen. Oh, my um, God. No. <laughs> you, you can't take that away from us right now. No. You can't. <laughs> you really, if you want a pissed-off populace, like – that do that countrywide you know um, oh my god but yeah it wasn't even for april fools so i don't know <laughs> I just don't know. for for shigs yeah just for fucking yeah just to be a dick <laughs> so many people are like just headline readers too so yes. that's like that's a bad tool to have on the internet yes. yeah i will see my whole thing is like i kind of judge whether or not i should even bother to read what the article is based on the headline so like i play a little game with myself i'm like what's the percentage that this is actually true so then like i'll google the headline and see where else it comes up you know if it's like a Mm -hmm. certain biased like media outlet or like if it's actually on some like nationally recognized forums like reddit or whatever stuff like that to see but yeah i mean I've gotten pretty good, I think, to the the point where I can, like, tell if something's fake just by reading the headline. Or, like, at least sensationalized, you know, because, like, clickbait. Yeah. So. Oh, dude, the clickbait's so bad. I've read so many articles where, like, the the headline will be, like, the pinnacle of the story. And it takes, like, four paragraphs to get to that one quote that someone said that is almost irrelevant. And then they go back onto their BS. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. What's up with uh, cooking websites doing the same thing? Oh, with like blogs and shit? Yeah. Before like, oh, like here's the recipe for my um, apple crisp. But let me tell you about how I discovered it and my grandma taught me it. And there was this one rainy day on the 4th of July that she like, oh my fucking God, I just want to know how to make it. Yeah. Or like they'll post the items, like the ingredients in like an obscure spot, like in the middle of the post. So you have to force you to scroll down like past 5 million ads, you know? Yes. Damn you. If there's not a button that says jump to recipe, I find another recipe. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. I'm just like, sorry, I I don't know. And then there's like a pop up. And then like an ad on the bottom and an ad on the top. So you like, even though I have, you know, like a six inch screen, I get like two inches to read. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially like if you're on your phone, you know? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's all. And that's where I look too. Cause I'm usually in the kitchen and yep. I'm like, oh, well, let me just look it up real quick. Yeah. I think that like from the perspective of the blogger or whatever website owner, you know, it may be. It, yeah. it makes sense because the the way that it is laid out, it does promote the, you know, it, it basically is the best way to monetize your blog, whether it's about cooking or whatever. 
Um, yeah. It, it, just, it just works. But your poor Aunt Sue, you know, who's like trying to make you a, a loaf of banana bread who just wants the damn recipe, like, is probably going to get frustrated and like end up on some crazy website and she's probably going to get malware, you know, or like, I don't know. It's Dude, ad blockers save lives, honestly. Save lives. No like, doubt. Like I have an ad blocker on my PC. I don't have one on my phone though. So like when I see recipes, I just get like pop-up after pop-up and I'm like, oh, fucking damn it. I'll just wing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. <laughs> I Hopefully mean, I don't burn it or something. Yeah. Well, especially if it's like something with uh, not that many ingredients anyway. I mean, how bad could you really fuck it up? <laughs> I feel like a lot of regular cooking um, and like barbecue and breakfast and stuff, like all that stuff, you can do a fair amount of winging it. Yes. It's really baking where you can't you can't dick around too much because the measurements of certain things definitely affect like if it rises, if it tastes like baking soda, you know, things like that. That's why I've never gotten into it. <laughs> it's it's too precise. It's far too precise. I I I want to freestyle. You know, I want to be I want to be a free spirit in my in my cooking endeavors. Oh no, <laughs> I I really like the the controlled amount of ingredients in baking. So do like you? when you have like a oh fuck yeah. Mm. Uh, so like when you do like a, a cup of flour, I even take like a butter knife and like chop down into the cup to get the air bubbles out, and then scrape it along so it's like perfectly even, and then put it in there. I'm not just like scoop and dump. Like I, no 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 no. That's borderline psychosis. I I will have you know. I I have uh, read textbooks, you know, that say that if people that do that, you you, you might want to you might want to go see someone. I don't know, <laughs> you know, you might want to have your therapist on your uh, on your tablet while you're, you know, getting the air bubbles out. <laughs> yeah, dude. How how else? Are, and then you got to sift it so you get the air back in there. You know. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> sure. You never sifted flour. I have, I, <laughs> I, maybe I, like I'm, one time, maybe one time. Yeah. Yeah. I think probably in high school when it was like absolutely required. Did you oh. have like a life skills class? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I loved that class too, by the way. I really did. Um, I don't know if it ever sparked my, my passion for like barbecue or like cooking and stuff, but uh, it was definitely cool. I I enjoyed it. I think everybody did. Like everyone really enjoyed cooking class. How could you not? Did you only do cooking in that class? Yeah. We did a bunch of different things in our class. Like we did cooking. We made like I think simple pancakes and like basic like chocolate chip cookies. Um, but then we also did different things like while we were doing those. So like she taught us like how to load a dishwasher. Oh. And um, like plastic things always go on the top because the bottom has like the heating element. And that's how you can get like bubbles and stuff in your Tupperware. Um, I don't know, all kinds of things. And then she taught us like how to do like basic stitching. Like if you have like a rip in your clothes, she taught us how to make like a little stuffed animal with, like in the shape of like an M&M with like arms and, and legs. It was really cute. That's actually amazing. And I feel like <clears throat> so for the people that don't know, there's a seven year difference between Adrian and I. And excuse me, my generation has always talked about like, we should have been taught more, you know, like life skills stuff in high school. And mm -hmm. it sounds like by the time they got around to your generation, I mean, they're, they were like, yeah, okay, we'll actually teach you some shit and not just like basic fucking cooking. And then we'll kick you out to the curb. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> actually my, uh, I forgot the actual title of the class, but it was more geared towards like uh, engineering and like fixing shit. Uh, I had it in high school or not high school, middle school, actually. Like we were like learning how to like repair uh, lawnmower engines in middle school. It was actually pretty badass. Uh, but that was like always geared towards, you know, the boys like no women ever took that class. But I thought it was like super in depth for the level of, of schooling that I was in, you know, I think I took it in maybe seventh or eighth grade. So like I could tell you how an internal combustion engine worked at that time, you know, and like nice. replacing a spark plug and like basic maintenance and shit. So, I mean, I guess my yeah. dad could have taught me that too, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. My, my pops taught me a couple things about things like that. Like he showed me like how to change my brakes and whatnot, how to like swap tires. Cause when I had my first car over in Europe, like almost everybody has like a summer set of tires and a winter set. 
Ah. There's really like all season tires really aren't a thing over there. Interesting. So I think it's like um what is it? It's like like the summer solstice and winter solstice or like Easter and whatever the fuck the other holiday is that I forgot about. Um then they, like that's when they switch their tires. It's like April and October, I think it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I wonder why like all seasons aren't a thing. Are winters like insane over there? It depends on where you are. Um I think it's mostly just because they really care about the longevity of things. And if you have all season tires, it's like mediocre on both spectrums, you know? Right. It's not like super good for really hot conditions. It's not super good for really cold conditions. Um, hmm. But summer tires just hold up to like hot pavement a little bit better. And if you wear, you know, like the winter ones in the summer, they're going to just like disintegrate pretty much. But they're really good in like the cold. So interesting. Very interesting. Huh. I want like that's definitely a culture thing then, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. especially like. If they have more, if like more people own cars that are geared towards, I guess, more spirited driving as well, you would definitely want to have a like, because that's the only scenario, I guess, in the States where you would you would see that is more of, uh, you know, car enthusiasts who are, you know, making the conscious decision to have this ultra, you know, sticky summer tire that's meant for performance and then if they are driving their, you know, quote unquote race car or whatever it may be, they'll switch yeah. over to a winter tire and therefore, you know, actually have a, a fighting chance to drive their race car in the snow and stuff. So well, I'm sure it also has to do with like the Autobahn, you know, because you do mm. go at like higher speeds than you would here in America. Right. So you don't uh, yeah. want to take that that chance of like slipping or just like ripping your tire to pieces right no that makes total sense i mean you would want to have your car at like tip top <clears throat> shape if you're gonna <clears throat> excuse me again at t in tip top shape if you want to take your car on something like that so yeah i get yeah. that it was cool to learn how to change a tire though I, I feel like some people don't know how to do that and it's a fairly simple thing um but I, my dad had to show me how he does it and then how i should do it because he can just take it with his arm and crank down on that big like L-shaped wrench mm -hmm. and just like bust the bolt off. But I have to put it on there and then jump on it because I'm not strong enough. Um, and he's like, yeah, and then you do it this way and you go in like a star point pattern. You don't just go like clockwise. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. And some people don't know that. But yeah, if you're a, if you're a little person, um, just, just jump on it. <laughs> Hold on to the top of the car, though. Don't don't freehand it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really unfortunate. Like a lot of those spare tire jacks are or uh, not jacks. The um the the wrench um is mm -hmm. fairly small, so you can't get a lot of leverage. And if you've taken your car to like a normal tire shop or whatever, they're using an impact gun to put your lug yeah. Nuts back they don't on. use a wrench. They don't use a wrench, so you you might be fighting there for a minute. But yeah, <laughs> you can definitely jump on it and. Yeah, it'll work. I can say from personal experience that I hate the the lug nuts that have that um that key uh -huh. that go in them. Yeah, the lug Fuck key. Fuck those things. Because um, <laughs> you have to like you have to put that on there and put it inside of like the tip of the wrench so that you can you can do that. But sometimes the pattern isn't like strong enough for you to jump on it and not strip it and mm -hmm. get the bolt off. So I stripped like three of them on one of the Shit. cars that I had and I had to like pay for them to bust it off and just put like a weird thing on there. Right. That's when I would just call it quits and just put a regular lug on there, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think that's what they did. It, it just stuck farther out than the other ones because it was supposed to have a key on there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess depending on how much you really like your wheels, you know, <laughs> I mean, you like, you know, yeah, there's, there's really no point, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, obviously somebody could still steal them, but like there's wheels are just so dime a dozen now, unless they're like some like really nice aftermarket set. I don't really see a point in having the, the key lock, but no, not on a car that costs two grand. Well, like that, I wasn't worried that too. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, you're doing me a favor, okay? <laughs> I have zip ties on my bumper. If you want to take these keys off, please, please do. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> you're not a target.
No, God. <laughs> When's the last time you've uh, you've eaten fast food? By the way, I wanted to I wanted to ask you this to start off. Uh two days ago. Two days ago. How often do you eat it? Um, I try not to do it more than like two or three times a month. Yeah, same. I try to do like at very max one time a week. Sometimes mm-hmm. if I'm super hungover, I might have it twice in a week. But uh, this was like a, a, a longer stretch than usual where I had not eaten fast food for going on like two weeks. But today I had okay. a super productive day and I was like, you know what? I'm treating myself to McDonald's and it's like right around the corner. You know, I just wanted something fast. Didn't want to go to the grocery store because of all the shenanigans as well. So, okay. um, we can get, we can talk about that too, by the way, <laughs> um, because God, I went to Costco the other day and it was, it was weird. Um, but God, did it make me feel terrible? Like it's something that you like want to reward yourself with. And it's garbage. And it's actually terrible. And it only gets worse the older you get. Yeah. Your like resistance to it breaks down. Yeah, exactly. Because I've definitely noticed that like the height of my fast food eating career. Uh, yes, a career. <laughs> um, <laughs> that you do like you become immune to how shitty the food is and like all the processedness of it. I don't know if you become immune or if you just get used to feeling shitty. And you don't notice it as much. Like you're just kind of always a little bit tired, maybe a little bit grumpy, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. It's I've weird. noticed that. It's so weird how much it can like change your mood. So weird. Oh yeah. I feel like even the next day, I'm almost like like fast food hungover. Yeah. And I just need to eat like a salad or something. <laughs> you know, like be kind to my insides. Yeah. Like get get me all the greens. Actually, that's what I've been doing uh if I'm hungover. I'll start eating green stuff or just like vegetables in general, like just have Mm -hmm. a strictly like fruits and vegetable diet for like the first half of the day. Mm -hmm. It it helps. It helps. Try it out. (laughs) Yeah. I usually take um, like some kind of B vitamins, whether it's like the, like the pill form or drink like a, a five hour. Um, Dangerous. (laughs) I mean, not the whole thing because that's, that's lethal. On, yes. on a stomach that has regret in it yeah uh but yeah i'll drink like half of a five hour and then i'll eat like an avocado or something you know just lots sounds, of oils and yeah, vitamins yeah easy on the stomach but it's you know also gets you a little revved up i guess yeah because <laughs> i used revved. to like eat really shitty food i used to just go to like waffle house or something where they cook everything in a stick of lard yeah and that used to work though it, it doesn't anymore. It at least <laughs> took away like the primary shitty feeling and like replaced it with like bad diet feeling. Hmm. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I whenever I was younger, I I mean that was the cure was just like shitty greasy food. I I don't know if I ever considered it to be like that that replacement. I I just felt better. <laughs> I don't know. It it would take away a lot of like the like achy nausea kind of feeling, yeah. Um, but I definitely didn't feel good after I ate it. I just felt no. different. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't think anybody, unless you're like a seven year old child, uh, you nobody feels good after <laughs> after eating fast food. <laughs> Mm-mm. Nope, nope, nope. I mean, it's weird though because you do like when you either eat really good for a while or are really productive. Like you want to reward yourself with like something easy, but it's always bad for you. Yeah. I should have taken the extra like 20 minutes and just hopped into the grocery store because the grocery store was next to the McDonald's. (laughs) Okay. That's how bad it was. They just gone in there, you know, and got something for the grill, made myself a nice like grilled meal. I didn't do it though. (laughs) Um, are you, are you like continuing good habits lately or do you think you're like slipping a little? I think everybody's slipping. That's fair. I think everybody is. I mean, I've noticed for myself, like I try to stay away from the processed foods as much as possible. I've eaten mm-hmm. more processed foods in the last couple weeks than I have in a very long time. I would say same other than like, 
like moving or like the road trip to get out here. Yeah, I've I've eaten. I wouldn't say I've eaten like a lot of fast food, but I think overall I'm eating less. And when I do eat, you know, it's not like anything real balanced. It'll be like a muffin or like some toast or something like my my calorie intake has severely decreased. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, are you like correlating that with anything? Like with the, like with the outbreak? Oh, well, I mean, I think everything is kind of affected by that. You know, you can't go anywhere or do anything unless it's absolutely necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And also, like, I feel like I'm just like a little bit more afraid to buy like anything fresh, too, because I just the like the 5% germaphobe in me is like, there's no telling who touched all that. And like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to yeah. like sanitize fruit before I eat it. <laughs> That's fair. I used to never wash produce before I would eat it like back in like my real early 20s or like when I was a teenager and lived on my own. I didn't think that you had to wash it. I thought mm. you just you just eat it. See, I only wash certain things. It's kind of weird. So like I wash tomatoes, but I won't wash like, well, I guess Okay, I was going to say an onion, but an onion has layers to it. So mm-hmm. you don't really have to wash an onion. But a tomato, like, do you wash a tomato? I don't eat tomatoes. Okay. Well, if you did, would you wash one? <laughs> uh, probably. I mean, I wash things like peppers. Okay. Um, like bell I peppers and I whatnot. Don't, I don't. But are you, are you cooking the pepper or are you eating the pepper raw? I always cook them. See, if I'm cooking it, I could give a fuck about washing it. <laughs> right because you're cooking it yeah yeah i think the only thing i really like thoroughly clean is like leeks because if you don't then you get like sand in your food i don't know if i've ever had a leak really it's a really um <laughs> it's a good like mild like onion flavor okay it's I mean, really good in things like stir fry or sandwiches and stuff. I'm like that. sure I've had it at like an Asian, like an in an Asian inspired dish. Probably. For sure. I'm I'm sure I have. But I like if you showed me leeks and like two other like very similar vegetables, I'd be like, mm-hmm. I couldn't point that out. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah, leeks are kind of a bitch because they do grow in layers just like an onion does. But instead of making a bulb, it grows into this like stalk, kind of like a carrot. Oh. But between all the layers, like dirt and stuff will get trapped like as it grows. So you have to like cut it like lengthwise, like hot dog style, and then take the layers apart and wash them. That sounds very tedious. Yeah, it can be. I don't. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good on that. <laughs> You're like fuck leaks. That's a lot of work. That is a lot of work. That just reminded me of just uh, making atomic buffalo turds, which is a jalapeno, a cream cheese mixture with like cheese and barbecue rub and then a little smoky and then wrap that in bacon. Really, mm-hmm. really good. But it's very, very tedious work. You got to like clean the pepper out cut, or cut it in half first, clean the pepper out and then like make all the other shit and, you know, make all of them. And it's just very tedious, but very good. Good payout. Yeah, I made egg rolls not too long ago, and those are kind of a bitch to make, too. I can only imagine, because you have to, like, layer upon layer those, right? Like your Well, everything that goes inside of it has to be, like, minced or shredded. Like, it all has to be so tiny. Right. Um, And then, you ha- yeah, you do have to, like, layer everything that's in there, and then, like, wrap it up like an envelope, and then seal it with water. And then when you bake it, like, I bake it, I don't fry them in oil. Um. Mm. But you have to put like a pan of water in there so that they kind of steam and like turn them halfway through and like put oil on it so they don't stick to the pan. It's just like it takes like an hour. <laughs> I mean, eh, it could be worse. It could be worse. An hour is not bad. I mean, I'm sure they're well, delicious. Well, it's like an hour of making it and then like another half hour to cook them. Oh, okay. But, okay. Yeah, so... it, it's not too bad, but it is tedious. Yeah, you have to. You you're preparing. Like you're not just doing that on a whim, pretty much. Yes. And it, also it's egg rolls. So like that's like a precursor to food. It's not actually food. <laughs> Is it though? I mean, I consider it to be more of a side dish. Yeah, it's like an appetizer or a side dish. Like even though I spent an hour and a half making egg rolls, I still have to make something else, you know. That's very true. That's very very true. Yeah. I actually have never made my own stir fry. I got to start doing that because 
I always have a ton of rice around. Like here, here's my bad habit. Like when it comes to making rice, I'll make some in the instant rice or not instant, but in the rice cooker thing, you know, you just press a mm-hmm. button. It makes it. It's great. Does my vegetables on top. It's awesome. But I'm nice. always wasting rice. Like I could cook the mo- the most minimal amount in there and I'll still somehow end up wasting rice. And uh, stir fry is the way because you use day old rice. Like this is perfect. <laughs> and I never do it. <laughs> <laughs> I made it once not too long ago because we haven't been ordering as much food. And like one of Jesse's favorite food is like garlic spicy fried rice. Mm, um, so I tried to make it the other day and I used, I think, like two tablespoons of oil and it tasted so dry. Like it needed like double that, if not more. What kind of oil? Uh, olive oil. Oh, OK, I thought you would use something different for stir fry. You probably should. But that's what I, I have like olive oil, almond oil, and coconut oil. And I didn't think coconut or almond would work. Mm, very healthy options, though. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's like some Crisco up top, like <laughs> in the back of the cupboard. <laughs> yeah, I keep I keep Crisco and I keep um, canola um, for two reasons. Well, actually combined for one reason. Uh, the Crisco is to like help the cast iron kind of... rejuvenate it if it needs it and Mm -hmm. then also canola because it's the best for uh doing steaks in the cast iron so because the the heat not the heat point the smoking point thank you (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) that point is really high for canola so i tend to use that uh i didn't know if it was for canola 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 that's how we say Um, it in norway but I, I knew that I was buying the wrong olive oil um, probably like three months ago, I realized, because I almost never read what it said on the bottle. I was just like, oh, olive oil, I'll buy that one. Um, but if you like read it, there's different ones for different purposes. So there's ones that are like first like marinating and salad dressing that you wouldn't put any heat on. Right. And then there's other ones for like frying and baking and things like that. So I was buying like the ones that you don't put heat on and putting it in the pan. And I'm like, why is it so fucking smoky in my kitchen? I don't understand. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like olive oil is pretty versatile, though, when it comes to oils. I could be wrong. Could be talking to my butt about that one. But I think it's like it's a pretty standard oil to have because it does... Oh, yeah. You just have to get the one that's for its purpose. Like you don't want to use the one that can't take any heat, you know, in a pan or vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and there also are healthier oils like you'd mentioned as well. So if you are trying to be more conscious of that, you know, you can do that stuff and still use it to put in a pan. True. True. I don't really use my Crisco for anything, though. I bought it once because... I started getting like the recipes from family members and Jesse's grandma was one of them. And I was like, so honored to have that recipe. I'm like, dude, I got to make it and I can't fuck it up because it was for homemade tortillas. Ooh. Um, But everything was kind of like, like it's a very grandmother recipe because it's based off of like her hand size. It's not <laughs> like measurements you know (laughs) she's like all right now you're gonna want to take about like this much lard and she'll like hold her hand out and like a cup size and be like this much and i'd be like fuck okay what is that like a third of a cup (laughs) (laughs) and then she'll be like now you see this little pocket in my hand i use that much salt and i'm like okay um (laughs) right so like my recipe that i have literally says those things it's like mima sized uh or mima hand size lard um question mark salt you know like (laughs) so i tried to make it before and i super failed so i need to try that again well i would also say that the crisco is very much an old an older generation thing uh because oh yeah i never knew my mom to use it but my grandma for sure she definitely used it um Oh, yeah. My grandma kept bacon fat. Like after we were done eating bacon, she'd put it in a jar and be like, we're going to save that for dinner. And I'd be like, what? Yeah. Like they'll be like, oh, we'll save this bacon fat and cook every vegetable of this meal in this bacon fat and just completely ruin every healthy aspect of what it could have (laughs) been. Yeah. You got your vitamins, but they're coated in this. So. (laughs) 
Oh man, that's awesome though. <laughs> the the measurement thing is hilarious. <laughs> oh, I know, dude. It cracks me up. I'm like, I I really tried to me- like measure it in my hands, and I was just like, fuck. Like, are are our hands the same size? You know, like I I don't understand. Well, I imagine her to be like a little like, you know, hunched over lady. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe you guys share like the same hand size. <laughs> She makes awesome salsa, though. That was the recipe that she gave me. Um, where like I will purposely get hives and eat it. Like I don't care. It's so delicious. Oh, sometimes you just have to. You just have to do that. You know. Because she <laughs> takes peppers it. from like her yard. She's like, all right, now you're gonna use like this many tomatoes and then a serrano and a jalapeno. And sometimes I put an extra serrano if I like it really spicy. And like it's just oh so good. Have you like replicated the salsa? Not perfectly. Okay. Um, I bought the peppers to grow this year so that I can like make it fresh the way that she does. Cause I tried getting like the peppers and stuff at the store. Yeah. And it's just not the same. You know, they've been chilled. They're a little bit right. dull in flavor. So I'm going to try to grow them. Okay. Can, um, can I grow them? Cause I, we talked about the low light situation I got going on in my backyard. Yeah. Would peppers be okay in that? Unfortunately light? not. Damn it. Okay. Well, they're, they're going in my front yard and I don't care what anyone says. I would also put them in like um like a dark colored pot because they like to have their roots warm. Okay. Well, you're going to I'm going to probably text you about this then. That's that's totally fine. But I remember I had habaneros uh in Nevada and I had them in like a cute like light purple colored pot cuz I was like, "Oh, and they're going to be orange and they're going to be in the purple pot. It's going to be so cute." And then they <laughs> Like they were flowering, but they weren't producing any peppers. Mm. And I asked um, like one of the guys I worked with and he's like, what color pot do you have it in? And I'm like, what a bizarre fucking question to ask, but Very. it's purple. And he's like, yeah, the roots aren't warm enough. You're not going to get any fruit. And I'm like, oh, what? That happens? So I just like spray painted it black. Like I didn't want to uproot it, you know, so I just spray painted sure. it. And then I got habaneros. That's insane. But also awesome. <laughs> the power of yeah. nature. <laughs> it's really cool. It was really cool. Yeah, that is really <laughs> cool. Uh the guy seems super knowledgeable as well. Like who who knew? You know? <laughs> oh well, yeah, he was like uh, a plant doctor. So he had oh. like all the knowledge. Yeah, that I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> for sure, for sure. He but, even told me how to take care of plants in the south, like before I moved, and it was so nice. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I I can only imagine the different like uh I guess hemisphere that you're in you know definitely has an effect. Yeah, the climate is so different out here. You have to water at night because in the south it's too hot during the day. If you were to water anything, like it just like boils the roots. Ooh, wouldn't even have thought about that. You're just out there just boiling plants alive. <laughs> right? And you're like, "Drink up, buddies." And yeah. you're like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right well my goal is i've been seeing this more and more lately in the barbecue circles that i that i take part in Mm -hmm. Uh, but people are smoking all of the vegetables that are required for salsa and then Mm -hmm. getting like an extra added depth of flavor by smoking them because obviously like you can um you can roast like tomatoes and stuff I don't know. I've seen people like char them like on a grill. Yeah. Or like I've even seen uh, my sister's ex boyfriend just literally turn on a burner on the oven and just plop the tomato down right on the burner. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm charring this. I was like, okay. (laughs) And it was. Are you? (laughs) Are you? Yeah. Are you though? (laughs) Uh, But no, it actually turned out, turned out great. Um, But uh, yeah, apparently smoking just gives it that extra depth of, of flavor. So I'm really curious to try it out. But. I want to grow my own. I want to do it like totally grassroots. I want to do everything that I can to make it myself. Nice. That'd be cool. I recommend for tomatoes buying like a starter from somewhere. Mm, um, yeah. It, it tends to speed up the process a little bit. The hardest way to grow anything is from seed. If you can get starters, um, especially like if you're on like more of the novice side gardener, it just it saves you so much time. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel how do you feel about um inside grown tomatoes versus outside grown do you know have you like had the chance to try them side by side um so plants are happiest in like their required areas so like say you have like a sun requirement 
and it needs sun and you put it in the shade and it doesn't do good um tomatoes like to be outside they like that that air circulation that sunlight you know um they like those conditions if you were to try it inside you might um get bugs because when like plants are under stress or taken out of their environment they're more susceptible to things like that so you might get like aphids you might get spider mites it, it just it just varies what if i had like the perfect indoor setup what if i had like a full hydroponic, like proper pH levels, nutrients sprayed for the bugs. I like, I want to, I want to do a side-by-side test of like the perfect indoor tomato and the perfect outdoor tomato and see who wins. You would definitely need some sort of grow light and then good air circulation. But I mean, if you kept an eye on it, it's possible. And then you'd have to hand pollinate though. You'd have to do that because you wouldn't have any bees or anything. Hmm. How does one do that? Um, you can take a Q-tip and you just like boop all of the flowers with the Q-tip and like spread the pollen around. Boop them. Got it. Yep. Just, Noted. just boop them. Just boop them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you do it, folks. <laughs> I had to do that with some Hungarian peppers because I didn't have any uh, flowers on my balcony. So I did like pollinators had no reason to be there. Mm. Um, so nothing was getting pollinated. So I had to do it like by hand with the Q-tip. What did you do with those peppers? What, I've never heard of those. The Hungarian ones? Yeah. They're really good. I actually got like three different harvests out of them. Like I cut off all the peppers and then they flowered again and made more peppers. And I was like, oh, shit. And then I did it again. And like they had almost no leaves by this point, but they put out like this last little like third batch. Um, hmm. They're a little spicier than jalapenos, but like less than habaneros. Okay. Um. So I put them in things like like salsa or my eggs or like cooked them with chicken. You know, there's a good like flavor. Okay. Why are they not like as popular? I've never heard of them. And I I mean, I feel like I've been around the block a little bit as far as, you know, food and peppers go. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why they're not as popular. Maybe because they're not um, as big as other peppers. Because like habaneros, like they're not that big, but you get a lot of flavor. And then right. jalapenos are big enough that you can do things like stuff them or cut them up and spread them on a pizza. Like Hungarian peppers just aren't that big. Um, mm. And they're not crazy spicy the way like habaneros are. So Yeah, so it's just not worth it, I guess. To at least yeah, not, it's it, not, not the mass market. Yeah, not, I was going to say at least not worth it to produce them in mass. So yeah, yeah that makes sense. And that makes sense. They turn three different colors. So you can kind of control the spice level that you want. If you eat them green, they're going to be really mild. If you eat mm. them yellow, they're spicier. If you, if you wait until they get like the orange red color, then they're like pretty potent. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Also, how do you know when a plant is prunable like those peppers were? Or did you just like do it blindly? You were, you, you were just surprised that like when you took the first harvest that they grew again. Um, so for those peppers, I knew about the colors. So I waited until most of them were yellow or red. The late and then stage. Just, yeah. And then okay. just cut a bunch off. And then, um, like the only thing that plants want to do is like reproduce, you know? So that's, that's what flowers are. That's what vegetables are. So they're just like, all right, time to make more. And I was like, oh shit, right on. That makes sense. So like, if you would have cut it in the green stage, do you think that there would have been less chance? potentially potentially i think it more had to do with like um the time of year that it was so they still had like enough of a growing season to keep going okay well like let's say that there was in like a controlled environment like you could probably like cut indoors them. yeah like indoors you could probably cut them at green and like get them to as long as you had like the right light and nutrients you could probably get like three or four batches out of them bad boys right potentially i mean um by the, like- by the time i got the last harvest out they had like no like leaves left on them so they wouldn't have been able to do much more hmm. but like that seems like a pretty good yield to me like if you're getting four batches out of one plant oh like, yeah they were you know? they were great and it was just in like this little like two three gallon bucket and i got like i think throughout that season like 40 peppers Damn, that's totally legit. <laughs> yeah, I had to give some away. I was like, dude, I have so many and I don't want them to go bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's also something I need to be cognizant about is the fact that I am only growing for myself. 
So, mm-hmm. and I mean, peppers for me, I don't probably use them as much as you do, but, um, you know, I'd probably have to be a little more, yeah, frugal with the peppers, but like tomatoes, hell yeah, all day, let's go. As many tomatoes as, well, that's, I was also asking the difference because I have so much room in my basement um, that I, I just don't do anything with, and it would be perfect for like a little grow area for some damn tomatoes. So I don't know. Yeah, you could experiment with it for sure. I don't have any experience in like indoor growing other than house plants, so I'm yeah. not sure. But it'd be cool to hear about it. Yeah, I know uh, Chris busted DS busted, busted junk. Uh, he <laughs> busted DS. well, no, his uh, his. So I knew him from our street racing days, our car days, and his mm-hmm. name on the local forum, the local street racing forum, was busted DSM. And DSM oh, being the okay. type of car that we both drove and et cetera. But anyway. Um, nice. Yeah. But he he's grown peppers indoors, which I see peppers being fine indoors. I, like, I feel like, I, and again, I'm talking out of my butt here, but I feel like a pepper just doesn't really take a lot of outside magic. Whereas it's like really like temperature that is your your biggest factor. So sure. you don't want like it to be in a room with like lots of AC or something like that because that those cold spikes are gonna sure. get it to stop growing. And then like the like the proper um temperature on the light that you use would probably be a pretty important factor for a pepper. Then if mm-hmm. you know, fertilizer yeah. too. Sure, sure, but. Yeah, I like I just I want to I want to know I just want to know like side by side give me your best in in house pepper out of house pepper or tomato tomato yeah. <laughs> make lots <laughs> what of what kind BLTs. of tomatoes would you would you get like the the real big ones or like the cherry tomatoes or somewhere in the middle I don't know I'm I'm kind of partial to Romas um I feel like Romas are Those are like like the oblong shaped ones right yeah they're a little oblong um they're like in between like a standard like run-of-the-mill tomato and a cherry so like okay they've got some meat to them if you want to call it that i don't know what else to call it um you know it's it's, it's like tomato flesh i guess (laughs) yeah Yeah. got some real nice flesh to them um (laughs) but yeah so they're like a nice in-between size they're a little sweeter um they're pretty versatile still so yeah i mean i think they would be like a good choice for just uh you know instead of like growing like i feel like cherry tomatoes would be not worth the time and hassle so not if you're doing things like salsa because then you need like a shitload of them right right which the main the main purpose is to make that damn smoke salsa. That's what I want to do. So yeah, definitely wouldn't get cherry yeah. ones then. I, yeah, but yeah, Romas Romas just seem to be a nice balance. Um, whereas like if I did like a bigger tomato, then perhaps I would get a little antsy and probably like harvest them like immaturely. You know, I don't know, prematurely, not immaturely. <laughs> immaturely, yeah, just like pick it like these, with vigor or something Yeah, these damn immature tomatoes <laughs> in my <laughs> kitchen <laughs> well that'd be cool though if you do decide to to grow some i'd be interested in hearing about it especially if it's indoors yeah exactly um i have seen like these for the indoor grows they use like these um i don't know if it's like called like a lattice but it's kind of like a lattice it's like um like a almost like a fence that you like make you kind of train the tomatoes to grow up yeah it's like a cage yeah yeah whatever the hell it is but i was i was reading that those are actually pretty important for indoor tomatoes just because they like need they need to be trained you know and how yeah and how they grow um i would recommend it even for outdoors because they're not really like a strong plant so just like a good windy day can knock them down right right also tank <laughs> also tank i i always forget about him being a factor in my gardening you know aspirations so <laughs> dude animal animals play such a big role because even um like i spent i think like two months germinating these like echinacea seeds and got them big enough to go outdoors and then squirrels dug them up and i was like you 
fuckers. Wait, what? What? What are they? See, like e- echinacea. It's yeah. a flower. Okay, like I guess that they're super attracted to for some reason. I don't know what why they did it because I have just like a ton of different flowers and stuff out there, and they only dug in those pots. No, so kidding. I was I was like, what the hell, dudes? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I've seen like people with like the raised beds and like the little chicken wire around their raised bed mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yep. And I do have like this little like gate on the side of my like the the, the area that I was talking about uh I think last podcast, I think it was or maybe two podcasts ago. I like did some yard work and there's like this nice open spot next to my garage now. Doesn't get a ton of sunlight, but it is gated off. So like Tank could not, you know, like on a nice okay. hot summer day when Tank's just feeling real hungry for a tomato, can't just go all willy nilly in there and just, you know, oh <laughs> help yeah, him, help himself <laughs> for sure, for sure, would. or just like dig a hole for fun or something, right, right. So, do you have any like bunnies or anything in your neighborhood? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Is that is yeah. that an issue as well? Well, they just like to nibble on things. Like I had a bunch of um, like pansies and violets and stuff outside because I started growing them in like February. They're really like cold hardy. So like a frost won't bother them. Mm. Um, And I went outside one day and every single flower off every single plant was gone. Damn. And I was just like, you little you little fuckers like all right like they're gonna grow back it'll be fine you're probably really hungry and like needed a snack but every single flower like not one is left for me Savage. yeah so animals animals play a a big part in it especially if you want to grow anything like leafy yeah um, like lettuces or anything like that like you really gotta cage them nature is metal that's a great subreddit if you haven't checked it out Oh, I've uh they have an Instagram account. I've seen it. Nice, nice. <laughs> it's it's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's definitely not about like bunnies and lettuce, but it's yeah. It's not, but I mean it's it's going that direction, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Metal bunnies stealing your plants. <laughs> oh dude, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if I grew lettuce out there that they would just like rip it out by the roots and take it with them. You think? I guess a big oh, enough bun- like a big enough bunny, yeah. Would probably just yeah, or just like sit there and mow it down. Yeah, yeah, just have a fuck. You just notice the bunny like on its back, you know, just like digesting. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like little wildlife around me because we live by like a creek, and behind us isn't developed, so it's like a little woodsy area. Right, right, yeah. That's <sighs> I do not miss that about my old house. Um, not because of the wildlife or anything, but because it attracted so many spiders and like random insects like Mm. living close to a patch of woods (laughs) brings all the critters in (laughs) it does and not the good ones (laughs) we have like a a good mixture of both like we have a lot of bunnies and squirrels and turtles and stuff but then we also have like snakes and you know wasps and shit like that okay you you had me okay at snakes wasp i'm out i'm 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 good uh, never yeah no, i no. haven't been taking my truck anywhere recently so they've been um attempting to build a nest inside of my inside of like like in the wheel wells and the engine oh, and shit i hope you burn it with fire <laughs> you burn the whole truck down just it's time to get rid of it because they've moved in so time to burn it with fire <laughs> no yeah, that I is hopped in my truck <laughs> no go, go ahead, ahead. <laughs> Um, I hopped in my truck the other day and I was like heading to the post office and I started my engine like three wasps flew out of there and I was like, oh, that's not good. That's not. mm -mm. No, I I think that is one thing that I'm totally digging about the city is the lack of insects. Like I don't I haven't seen. I'm not bullshitting you. I have not seen a single spider in my house since I have moved in and I've lived here. It'll be. It's been over six months, I'm pretty sure. Or no, maybe it's like six months this month. Yeah, close, close. We'll just go with six months. But yeah, not a single spider in my house. It has been so nice. I don't know. Nice. It's, I only it's find great. them in my mailbox, which is a really unpleasant surprise sometimes. Mm, yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I'll like grab my mail and then it's crawling up my arm and I'm like, oh my fucking God. And my neighbors <laughs> are all giggling at me. 
like, haha, got you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just the rate at at like the rate that I found spiders found spiders in my old house that and then the rate that I'm not finding them here that makes me think that it's like so so much sparse. I mean, yeah, it's not it's not like spiders don't live in the city of place. Like pe- spiders live everywhere, obviously. Oh yeah, um, and if you look for them, you find them like in your basement or something. I've looked. I swear really? I've looked. Yeah. I like I look at all like the creepy little corners of my basement and I'm like, there's gotta be something in there. There's gotta be a spider or like a little silverfish or like something. You know? I wonder if they sprayed your house before you moved in. If they did, they must have hired like the best exterminator company ever because <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we sprayed our house before we moved in because we had like a one week like grace period between like each uh place that we lived in right and like we're in the south you know there's there's a lot of big fucking bugs down here and like roaches are like mosquitoes like they're everywhere um so we sprayed our house before we moved in and it's helped a lot we haven't seen too many things like we'll get like an ant here a spider there like really all we see is like earwigs because they're flat and they can get under doors right um but yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy. Well, the first day that we moved in, uh, the door was open and the, the movers were bringing things in <laughs> and there was this cockroach that just like wandered straight into our house, just like made a beeline through the front door. They're so willy nilly down there. Yep. They're everywhere. We, everywhere. I was outside of like CVS, uh, when we first moved down here and it was by like one of those, uh, like light poles and they were just like swarming around the base of it. I'm not surprised at all. I'm pretty sure I've told you the story and the pod, the podcasters listeners as well. But uh, when I was in New Orleans and like going on like a tour mm-hmm. and there was just a fucking giant cockroach right behind the tour guide on a wall of like a restaurant building and yep. everyone in the group was like jaw dropped and like pointing at this thing. And the tour guide turns around. Obviously, he's a local turns around, yeah. looks at it and just goes, yep. Yeah, that's. That's that's what happens. They're here. You know, <laughs> they live here. They live here too. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's probably my least favorite bug because well. um, you you can't really crush them. No, like they're they're so armored, and then even if you do get to crush them, like they basically explode, and it's, it's fucking disgusting. It's cringe level, like one hundred. It, <laughs> yeah, you, you can't you can't just suck them up in a vacuum. You can't throw them in the toilet. You can't like I've tried to like scoop them up like under like a cup and some mail and throw them outside, but then they just fly, you know. And then it's oh right, god, <laughs> right, right. It's it's a it's just all traumatic. There's no there's, there's no, no good way to deal with yeah, that encounter. There's no easy way out. <laughs> Maybe like a flamethrower, but <laughs> I mean. You know, you don't need your house really. It's fine. You know, got yeah, mostly tile floors. <laughs> One scorch mark won't won't ruin my deposit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah. I I can only imagine just um like the leniency of even just bugs in general in the south for like properties. You know. Like somebody oh, from dude. somebody from the north moves down there, and they're like, um, "There's so many bugs in here," and the fucking landlord's probably just like, "Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, or or whatever." Duh. Yeah. Do you, you know where you live? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. When we moved in, or when we even did like the tour, because like most of the time you like look at a house down here now, it's like unguided. Unless you're like purchasing, like if you're renting, they'll just give you like a code and you just go look at the house. Oh, um, so we looked at a ton of them. We looked at like eight in one day and most of them had dead bugs in them, but some of them had like a lot of dead bugs in them. Sure. And nobody bats an eye. <laughs> no, no one gave a shit. We were just like, um, there's dead roaches in the tub. And they're like, oh, yeah, just like vacuuming them up. Just like suck them up. It's fine. <laughs> like you're now an exterminator. Go ahead. <laughs> I think everybody down here is a little bit like everyone sprays their house inside and out like once a year. You got to. You got to. I mean, I probably sprayed my old house. Yeah, probably twice a year Um, just because it backed up to woods. You know, I mean, when you live that close, it's bound to happen. 
Yeah, our lease is up in August, and we're not we're not totally sure what we're gonna do yet. But if we don't move out, we're gonna have to like respray because we're starting to see like an increase in bugs. Um, because we're getting closer to that year mark, and we're like, ooh, we don't want it to get like worse than this, you know. And I'm sure springtime brings them all. Well, I guess in the south, it doesn't really matter, right? They're probably just there chilling. You know, all year. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The last time I lived in the South, I lived in Daphne, Alabama, which is like spitting distance from the Gulf. Okay. So there were so many fucking bugs, no matter where you were. Sure. Um, like I worked at Target and it wasn't uncommon to see like a roach wander in, you know? Sure. Um, yeah. But I also lived in a house that was like up on cinder blocks and like horribly sealed on like all windows and doors. So there were always bugs in my house. I, it was just like a part of being alive. And growing up there, you just become acclimated. Yeah, the people that I knew that grew up there, um, like one of my buddies that was there, Rex, they were just like, yeah, I had a, a roach fall off of my ceiling and into my laundry and I just didn't get dressed that day because fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but other people are just like, yeah, you know, flick them off of you or whatever. Cook them. Thank- Eat them. Oh. <laughs> I hope nobody's doing that. They're mostly just like guts. I don't think that they're real like high in protein. Wait, a cockroach is not high in protein? I don't know. I don't want to know. We need to we need to we need to get an expert on the podcast, uh, insect expert. Yeah, we're going to have a bug eating episode. I don't know about that. We'll just have them tell us about it. Ooh, you ever see those water bugs? Those things have like so much protein in them, but they're like bigger than a chicken nugget. Uh, are they in lakes? Yes. Okay, I was going to say I'm a Midwest boy, so I know I know lake things. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I've seen them. I don't know if I've ever seen anyone eat one of them, though. Yeah, I saw something on Netflix of uh, like a chef who is trying to utilize bugs more. And they did, you know, like crickets and ants and things like that. But then they're like branching out and they were like using water bugs and stuff. And I'm just like, oh, too, too big of a bug, too big of a bug. What what does it take for you? Like, how does a bug have to be prepared for you to eat one? It depends on the size of the bug. Right. If it's just like a cricket or something, I feel like I would just like pop that like an M&M. Yeah. You know? Like let's let's just be like in agreement here that like the cricket is probably like the the average size of a bug. Right. Not too big. Not too small. Mm-hmm. It's just right there. If you yeah. cover that in milk chocolate, I'm eating it. I think I would just eat it with like some some salt on it. Ooh, no, no, I'm good. You don't want to look at it or crunch uh, it. No. Mm-mm. Even if you um, like, even if you candied it, I'm 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 out. Ooh, I ate those when I was a kid in the Detroit Science Center. We went there for a field trip, and um, in the little gift store, they had all these like edible bugs, and uh, I got one that had a butterfly in it. And then um, one of my friends got one with a cricket and my cousin got a scorpion. And uh, my friend that got the cricket, like, just ate the candy and couldn't eat the bug. So I ate the bug. (laughs) Also, the butterfly is a terrible choice. The wings taste like dust. Yeah. Poor butterfly, too. Right? I don't know. I mean, they're probably bred for it, you know, just like chickens or something. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's not like they went out and snatched it out of the wild and they're like, you're going in candy. (laughs) Right. But it's weird that you do look at a butterfly that way. I mean, you're like, oh, it's so cute. You know, why why eat that? But a fucking right. scorpion or like a fucking cricket, you're like, kill it. Eat it. Eat its fucking head off. And those ones, those ones taste better, too. Huh. Yeah. The butterfly wings are they're gross. It's like eating dryer sheets or something. They're they're just too beautiful to eat. You know, they're they're not meant to be eaten. <laughs> Not by me, anyways. Not by you. <laughs> no, I want to know if there's like somebody that's on a strict bug diet or like bug heavy diet, and then compare that to somebody that's a vegan, and then compare that to somebody that's a vegetarian, and then somebody that's a pure meat eater. And let's just have the craziest of the like polarizing diets all clash together. If we could make that happen on this podcast. Oh, well, dude, holy that shit. I'm. Sh- maybe but <laughs> those are very different things to try to find 
Well, holler at us if you fit any of those categories. I mean, I'm sure we could find a vegan pretty easily, a vegetarian pretty easily. But meat eater, a strict meat eater, and a strict bug eater would be hard. So you start eating the bugs, and I'll live <laughs> off of bacon. <laughs> I mean, judging by my size and probably worse eating habits, I think that's a better idea. I think you're right. <laughs> Chocolate crickets for breakfast. Hey. <laughs> put them in a bowl a little bit of almond milk good to oh go oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh man well we're we're already at that time it's great this, nice this hour flew it was, by it was fun to just like shoot the shit yes it was all right well thank you guys for listening to our shenanigans um we do put out episodes every single wednesday you can find us on Twitter, YouTube, Patreon, Spotify, all those good things. Look us up. And yeah, thank you for listening. Take care of yourself. Wash your hands. (laughs) We love you guys. Bye. All right. Bye.